Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once again, it is on live from the East Coast, Beast Coast, man. It's the one and only Big Dick Gregory, Stevie's youngest wonder, El Toro Negro. I'm out with the bullshit. Dr. Ocula himself uh, with another wonderful episode of the all-time classic, all-time greatest podcast to ever be recorded, Barbershop Mentality Podcast, man. Uh, you can always, as always, look us up online at uh, uh, SoundCloud slash Barbershop Mentality, uh, Google Play, we on there, Google Play Music, on your iPhones, everywhere else, man. Just search us and we'll pop up on you real quick. I'm joined as always by my admin brothers, the greatest brothers that a man can have. I got my bro, uh, Mr. O Damn Dell. Talk to him, man. How you feeling? Yeah, baby. O Damn Dell, baby. Right here, live and direct, you know. Live Memphis Stuyvesant, the largest one, you know, whatever. <laughs> in the air, baby, in the air. March is coming, so you always got to start repping that B.I.G. And, of course, uh, I'm joined by the not-so-cheap. Uh, you let us know the other day. He's not that cheap. Uh, it is the Amazon Don, but, you know, the, the Groupon Don, excuse me. <laughs> not that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Mr. Julius Rock, man, talk to him, man. Now, what's going on, man? Hey, hey, hey. I, I just want to say one thing. You know, it's still fuck Boston, but if Cam can't get one, Atlanta can't get one neither, damn it. Damn hey, right. Hey, hey, Ron, real quick. I mean, Julius, real quick. <laughs> tell, the, tell the story about the cheese, man. He's not that cheap as we found Really? Out. <laughs> I, I, really? Yo? All right. Yo, you know what? You know what? Uh, okay. All right. So, you know, I, I got a thousand stories for the years, man. You know, if so, all right. So, you know, I think about. Two years ago, um, my father-in-law, came, you know, he came from New York, right? He, you know, he stay in Harlem. They came on down, right? So, boom, we have a cookout. So, you know, I start, you know, buying shit, whatever. So, you know me. I'm going to buy this knockoff cheese. You know what I mean? It's just fucking cheese. You know what I mean? Cheese is cheese. It's in a different wrapper. It's the same shit. You know what I mean? Cookies are cookies. You know, this is no, I don't I don't believe in labels. You feel me? I don't believe in uh, Oreo or Circle Cookie. It's the same shit to me. It's a fucking cookie. You know what I mean? So, this uh, you know, we get the cheese. This nigga's like, I'm not eating the Section Eight cheese. <laughs> <laughs> what was the brand name? What was the brand name? Uh, it was, was it, 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 it did say artificial cheese. I'm oh, not gonna lie, cool. it did say artificial cheese after reflection. So, but I thought it was great value, no? It is. You know what? Let's let me proceed. So, uh, <laughs> so now I got this shit from like all these dog, like. Yeah. It, was, it was like the, so I mean it, yeah it was like a dollar cheese you know what I mean which you know which, which is more alarming but <laughs> so, he like yo I'm like man the cheese not that bad so this nigga gets the cheese gets a pulls out a lighter lights the cheese and the shit doesn't melt <laughs> so so you know I was embarrassed and from that day forth I've been buying Velveeta for two years now. <laughs> I like some expensive cheese, baby. Man, shit, man. Expensive yeah, cheese. It, it is what it is, man. You know what I mean? It is what it is. You know what I mean? And then like a cheese that the cow had to die for, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> we killed the cow in the process. You know what I mean? So mm. we here, baby. We here, man, with another classic episode. Um, man, we all combined and joined and 
Uh, I hope you've been following along with us. I hope you enjoyed that Valentine's Day episode for my beautiful, sexy ladies out there. I hope y'all learned your lessons. You know what I mean? We gave you a lot of looks Mm -hmm. for how to deal with men in the year 2017. So um, you're welcome. You know what I mean? And uh, if you want to repay us back, we'll uh, we'll text you our address. You can send us some steaks or something like that. You heard? Um, we will get into some things, man. This is another one of those wonderful podcasts where we do like pop culture topics. The first one we want to talk about was that Super Bowl, which um, was probably some some people enjoyed it, but two out of the three people in this podcast didn't really enjoy it at all. Yeah. Um, Talk to me, uh, uh, Julius Rock, your thoughts on the Super Bowl. I know you're happy because the NFC South didn't win. Uh, but what what were your feelings about Tom Brady and the stupid-ass motherfucking dirty motherfucking Pats um, winning? I'm not. Uh, at the first half, I thought this shit was a wash. Um, but I felt like Atlanta got comfortable as hell. Mm-hmm. And instead of trying to put their foot on their throat, they just fucking let them back in the game, man. And I'm not shocked. I, I am shocked that Brady won this shit. Like, if you look at it, think if you if, if you just really look at it, like, receivers were dropping balls, okay? Yeah. When have you ever seen that shit? Never. I've never seen that many damn drops. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last touchdown, the nigga really didn't even get in. Nope. <laughs> the nigga did not. They had the niggas. They had the niggas, they had the niggas mic'd up. Um, what's his, what's my man's name? Edelman. Edelman, Edelman in the coach. Yeah, and Belichick. He's talking about. Did they review it? They reviewed it. They reviewed it. It's a touchdown. Are you lying, yeah. motherfuckers, man? I'm sorry. Yeah, they reviewed it. They reviewed it. Yeah, hug me. <laughs> dude, hug me. Dude ran into the damn defender, dog. Defender was in front of the damn end zone. He ran into him and fell. What? No, nigga ain't no fucking touchdown. But the ref just threw the arms up. You said, "Fuck it, we out." The, uh, the confetti was flying and everything. That what was it? I think it was the drive before halftime. It was like three straight holding calls on third down against the the Falcons. The Falcons committed three straight on third down. But Brady threw a pick six though. Yeah, but the, 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 it just felt like the Falcons was just like, yeah, well, hey, listen, we're up, we're on cruise control. It's like the Richard Sherman thing. Remember when he was holding yeah. up the fingers? It's yeah. like, yeah, you don't understand to defeat Boston. You have to have Hitler-like diligence, Mm -hmm. okay? You have to kill six million of their dreams. Like, you can't just let them kind of hang around. You know what I'm saying? Boston is like a cockroach. And you you might squish like three of them, Mm -hmm. but there's 57,000 of them crawling around in the crevices (laughs) of, of somewhere in your kitchen. You got to throw some raid in that bitch, and you got to spray everything down. You got to take everything down. You got to You got to be diligent. And Atlanta wasn't diligent, and they never are, so they always choke. So I wasn't surprised. Odell, talk to me, man. How how is you feeling, man? I, I was pissed. Um, I went into work the next day talking about you know I seen better high school games than that. I was talking shit because I didn't care, mm. yo. Fuck Tom Brady. You know, Ooh. fuck all them niggas. <laughs> that shit is Keep going. I was, the coach. I, was, I was bad pissed, yo. Fuck craft cheese, uh, yeah, ketchup, whatever that shit is. I don't know. Fuck all them niggas, yo. <laughs> that shit just pissed me off, yo. Boston um, really is the worst place in the world. Like, it's terrible. It's cold. It's, like, segregated yet liberal at the same time. <laughs> 
<laughs> like, like they still have colored only fountains, but they still vote Democrat in every election. So it's like it's confusing. You know what I mean? So fuck them. Uh, yeah, nah, get it out, get it out, fellas, get it out. Like, let your hate uh, go. We we got a couple minutes. Just let the hate here's, go. Like, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Boston. Boston is the microcosm for why we have is a Boston is the example or the reason why we have Trump as a president. Mm-hmm. They are all Democrats, but they're all racist. They're all sexist at the same time. Mm-hmm. They are the reason. Like when you think about it, everything bad. Look at the Celtics. Every like every five years, a Celtic person dies. Like mm. like Dennis Johnson, Len Bias. Uh, Reggie Lewis and who's my man Fab Mello? Mm-hmm. Like all the draft picks die. <laughs> like, like, like they're just terrible. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just awful, bro. It's cold. They don't even have. It's not even the Boston Patriots. It's the New England Patriots. So it's like eight states at once combined <laughs> of just awfulness, yo. And and literally. No player come. No players come from New England. Like what great player was born in the New England era, area? Uh, None. Let's see. Let's let's use old Google. Uh. Google that. Tom Brady's from California. Larry Bird's from Indiana. Uh, Kevin McHale, Minnesota. Dennis Johnson, California. Robert Parrish. I don't know. That nigga from Jerusalem. That nigga old as shit. <laughs> Nigga with the cemetery college. Nobody knows where he's from. Paul Pierce, California. Huh? No, he said cemetery. Cemetery. It, it, it looked like uh, cemetery, but whatever. That I used to new, watch. New edition. Of. New edition. Oh, new edition. Oh. They yeah, but a... I mean... <sighs> yeah, but they still got raped on that uh, damn, what they, you call it? They, the contract. You know, <laughs> only like only niggas from everywhere else read their contacts. Them Boston niggas, I don't know what they was doing. They read their contacts, and we, I, I was kind of rooting for um, what's my man name? <laughs> the white dude, Michael. What's his name that was robbing him? I forgot uh, his name. Uh, it's from, Gary, some shit, man. Gary. Yeah, yeah, I was rooting for him. I was like, keep robbing these niggas, man. You're doing a good job. Um, okay. I got some. More, I got some. Hold on, I got some more people. Uh, I'll be sure. I'll be uh, sure not from no damn Boston. That's what it shit look like. Look, look, that's what Wikipedia says, I'll be damn sure it. So, didn't even raise his son. He's a deadbeat. Yeah. <laughs> he left Sasha Banks, a, a wrestler. A Sasha Harlem Banks nigga. Wrestler. Sasha Banks, she hurt every other week. Damn right. <laughs> I'll, I'll, hold on. Keep going. Keep going. Uh, no way I'll be sure from Boston because he's one of my favorite singers. Yeah, I'll, I'll, be sure, I'll be sure his son had to get raised by a Harlem nigga. Damn right. Uh, Mayor Bloomberg, George Bush, they're never no. George Bush. <laughs> I'll be sure. I'll be sure for Mount Vernon. Thank you very much. Okay. Steve Carell. Steve Carell. Oh damn, Steve Carell. Oh, damn it, Steve. <laughs> John, John Cena. Awful. That nigga's Keep from, going. That nigga's from Westbury. Get an athlete. Any athletes? Uh not worth. Uh not worth man. Matt Damon. I'm going. I'm still going. Try to find more for shit. Ben Affleck. Uh, how is it that the one? How is it that they have the most titles in basketball? They have a bunch of titles in baseball, football, all these other, and they don't produce any athletes. They don't add any athletes to the freaking sports. Doctor J. Doctor J. There's no Dr. way. Doctor J. 
He's from Dr. Long Island. Dr. J is from my hood. <laughs> yeah, there's no way. There's no hey, way. Hey, they were born in Boston. My bad. They were born in Boston and transported out of Boston. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Yeah, they were born in Boston and they were transported out of Boston. I was watching um, on CBS. Patrick Ewing from Jamaica. He's Jamaican. <laughs> <laughs> born in Boston and transported out. I don't, I don't, I don't recall any of this. I was watching a um a PBS documentary, and it was about how the school was segregated, and the black students had to leave because they kept getting harassed. And it was just too much, and they couldn't take it. Here's the thing: that shit was in color, my nigga. Like, like anytime you see some segregated shit going on, it's black and white. This shit was in full Technicolor. Niggas was running around in '78 Dorado El Dorados. This shit was going on recently. Boston is a freaking mess. I hate Boston. Okay. Hold on. I got somebody. Doug Flutie. <laughs> That's the best I got. That nigga five foot four. You see, no. Listen. <laughs> Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan's so trash. He's from Boston. And he could Look at that. Look at that. He's from Boston. Like, Hold on. I'm not finished. I'm not finished. Uh Matt Ryan. <laughs> uh, Jasmine Guy. Jasmine Guy was fly, but not anymore. Sorry. <laughs> Next. Uh, who? Captain America from uh the, the Captain America nigga, Chris Evans. Captain America sucks. There's no reason why he beat Iron Man in that movie. Next. Bobby Brown. <laughs> Bobby Brown. God bless Bobby Brown, man. I mean, I got a soft spot in my heart for Bobby Brown. But fuck him. Next. Conan O'Brien. <laughs> Conan O'Brien's hilarious. Fuck him next. <laughs> John F. Kennedy got shot. Robert Kennedy got shot. <laughs> John F. Kennedy Jr. crashed in the plane. Stupid. Good for you. Bye. Next. Jacqueline Myra from Family Matters. Didn't she die of some like, random disease, man? God bless her, man. Fuck her. Next. That's it, dog. It, it, Benzino? What's it about Benzino? Huh? It goes south from here, dog. We good. Donna Vinny, Summers. Vinny Del Negro. Yeah, Donna I like Summers. Dunn. I like Donna Summers, man. Who the fuck Boston, man? No, it's not, I bet you none of them people ever moved back no, to Boston that's ever. All I got. Like no. once they once they got some money, they moved out of Boston they and moved, they, they never they come. They moved their parents out. They moved their family, their whole family out. There's no more lineage of their family in Boston. Neighbors. Like <laughs> <laughs> when the last time you think Bobby Brown went to Boston? Come on, bro. Last thing you think about Mike Bivens with the Boston, man. He even signed niggas from Boston. Yeah. Uh uh, uh Boys from Philly. <laughs> <laughs> they ain't even signed nobody, yo. They ain't trying to put nobody on. Boston is just the worst, man. And and they and as much as a dick Tom Brady is, they don't deserve him, man. Tom Brady deserves to be in a place where people like like people. <laughs> like like he deserves to play for like New York or or somewhere else, mm -hmm. but um, the the Boston is just awful, man. But uh, we you know this is the next year. It looks like he's gonna pay for another three to five more years. Hopefully, he won't. Hopefully, he'll get injured, yeah. and and we could just end it, man, because that shit was just awful. Um, Boston is one of those places, especially the Patriots. It's like they they do the wrong type of cheating. Like it's cool to cheat on your girl, it's cool to cheat on tests, 
but it's not cool to cheat on important shit like football. You know what I'm saying? Like they break that rule. Yeah. You know? So fuck them. But let's let's move on, man. Uh talk about Durant, man. Let's talk about Durant. The bad guys are winning. Boston won last week, and Durant is just and and the and the Warriors are just smoking everybody. I mean, holy shit. They beat him. How much did they beat him by last night? It was like a good 20 points. Yeah, I mean, but shit, like, if you if you looked at the game, though, how like like you knew that it was only a matter of time. Like they had like a what, like a 19-10 lead. Mm-hmm. And in the back of your mind, like, yo, this shit's about to bust open. Yep. Like, I, I, Russ don't got no help, man. It's like watching the porno. Like, you're just waiting for the dicks to come out. You know what I mean? That's it. That's it. Like, like, like Russ is, like, in the back of Russ's mind, he knows he's going to lose this game. So, yeah. he, he, like, he's trying to make the smart basketball decision. But, mm-hmm. like, nigga know he's going to lose by 20. And like, there's nothing I, I, you can I, do I about feel, it. I feel bad for Russ, man. You do, because it's like watching somebody get jumped. It's like the NWO, like when he was spraying people and everybody's throwing stuff into the into the ring. Right, like, Lex Luger got you in the torture rack. Yeah, and, uh, like, the thing got the baddest shit, the niggas, man. The and they spray paint your ass. The nigga stopped Goldberg Street, yo. They they yeah. tasered that nigga. <laughs> Remember what he used to do, like the beatdowns, yeah. when everybody's throwing trash into the Hulk ring. Hulk Hogan used to come with the spray can, and he spray painted the belt. Yeah, spray paint the nigga back in WO, you know, and walk off. And then, like, and then hit him with like eight leg drops, like back to back. <laughs> <laughs> like, somebody help him. Somebody jump out the crowd and help poor freaking Macho Man. <laughs> Roddy Roddy Piper just laying there. Then somebody come from the back, yo, and Kevin yo, Nash kicks him. They in, literally and the nigga's out for two years, though. Like, they literally they, used to they sleep on the ground in, the whole damn time. <laughs> that shit is crazy. Oh, shit. That's that exactly what it's like. It's like, come on, man. Somebody help this nigga, man. Poor Russ, man. But, but you want to know something, though? They didn't make the rant feel uncomfortable last night. All they did was this boo. Mm. Like... Even if the league get away, you gotta throw something at Durant. You know what I mean? You gotta call him a nigga. You, could tell, you gotta talk about his bond. You like you gotta make it uncomfortable, though. You can really tell that like white folks is coming up with like these you know slurs and and these chants and stuff Cupcake. in their arenas. Cupcake, like you know, niggas would have called him a, a scrub. You know, a fuck boy. You know, they would have yeah. they would have had fuck boy signs. Uh, somebody would have had like a, a big ass sign of a brush or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> Like, <laughs> they call him a, they call yeah, him a nappy-headed hoe. You see the shirts, though? Yeah, the, the cupcake shirts. Yeah, what's so nah, up? Nah, the coward shirt. You see that the big coward, KD? Yeah. Coward. Yeah, that was mad corny. You gotta have, be like, they didn't call him a nappy-headed hoe. Yeah, you gotta they have a like, picture of Don Imus, Don Imus or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> what they should have did was, they should have did when Durant came in, dog. They, they just should have been like, Fucking grabbing her mama ass or some shit. Like they gotta fuck with Durant. Man. You gotta fuck should, with Durant, man. Right. They should have been like Durant. Your mother look like a Frisco dyke. You know what <laughs> like, I mean? Who, who was the nigga over, dog? You know what I mean? Some stands, crazy shit. Who was it that ran into the stands that time? Somebody's messing with their wife or some shit. Artessa? No, Art- that wasn't Artessa. No, it was uh, my man. They used to be on Indiana. Uh, Davis, Antonio Davis. Antonio Davis. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta do some shit like that. What? Make KD gotta run into the stands. <laughs> Those like the nigga, felt, the nigga felt comfortable enough to go to dinner after the game. 
Like LeBron wasn't going to no dinner after the game in Cleveland. Like they'd have lynched him. LeBron drove back to fucking Akron, yo. Yeah. It wasn't Cleveland for LeBron, yo. Like we gotta get the fuck out of here in a marked car. That nigga stayed at his mom crib. Facts, man. Yo, they said they said they said last night KD and Russ ate at the same restaurant, you know, with their crews and shit. It's like Y'all niggas gotta make this nigga uncomfortable. He's he's comfortable enough to go sit at the restaurant and shit and chill. Y'all niggas is crazy. I'm disappointed in Russ. And Shaq couldn't be in the same vicinity, yo. I'm disappointed in Russ because that nigga from Compton, like that nigga from the hood, like you don't got no hood niggas with you, ready to get, ready to do a quick bid over some fighting. Right. I run up on this nigga right now, Russ. <laughs> like, like yo, just wait till I leave the restaurant and then walk out and then whatever happens happens. You left. You know, let me ask you. So, so what does because you know I know in the last podcast we discussed like you know the Thunder might be what like a what are they now like a seven seven seed? Yeah, yeah. So, what do they need to not get knocked out the first round? Because I th- I think we talked about it, but the deadline's closer. Like, wh- what does he need? I think they need to go get um my man uh, Wilson Chandler, and I also think they need they need shooting man. They need somebody to spread the the floor. There is no shooting. Like Anthony Morrow, I don't know how he had the reputation as a knockdown shooter. That thing is horrible. People don't like Oladipo, but I mean, I think he plays with effort, effort on defense, mm-hmm. and I think he gives it up. But I mean, Morrow is just—he's deplorable. You need shooting, you know. I mean, you got somebody like Westbrook that, like, the majority of his game is driving and moving and ball dominated, but he doesn't have any shooters around him, so. If you if you play the right defense, if you collapse on them, there's nobody from the kick it out to, you know? That's so true. I think uh I think you know what I always said myself, like, it's not like OKC's a good draft team. They mm. just happen to like well, I mean at first they was when they got hardened and a block and all them. But lately it just seemed like they just kinda wasting picks. I say fuck that pick and then just, you know, see 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 what you can get, man. See if you get a boogie or see if you can get a uh you know, they traded like not too long ago, they traded what, what's the uh the foreign dude for the Nuggets that was getting buckets? The uh Kukovic or uh, no I don't know. It all sounds so the nigga that the nigga that just say Euro trash. Euro just say trash. Euro trash. Yeah, the dude the dude that the dude that got off from against the Knicks, something they traded the Nuggets traded him to the Blazers or some shit for my for like Mason Plumley or some shit, man. So, something like Low risk. It's like fuck, fuck the pick, man. Just trade that shit. See what the hell you can get, man. At least get past the first round, because you're not getting past the first round. Mm-hmm. They, I don't. They, they're not because they're more than likely they're either going to play um, uh, uh, Golden State, which you definitely don't want. You definitely, no. definitely don't want San Antonio, which you kind of want because you know you're athletic and maybe you get up and down. Or well, no, um, you don't Houston. want San Antonio, dog. You want to get. You want to run into Houston. Houston, they'll outscore them though. They outscore them for like four, however long the. I mean, they they got shooters. They, you know? they do, but if you get the right move, you I would rather, I would rather run into a Houston who ain't who not going to defend, and mm. it's a, you know it's going to be a long series, dog. You know it's going to be back be and up forth. and down. Yeah, I feel yeah. You. Like you know you you gotta you gotta keep this shit up for five to six to seven games. You you, you gonna be off one night. Dog, I, I feel bad for Westbrook, but I don't feel bad for OKC. There, there's no excuse. Any other team that had what OKC had, they'd be winning championships right now. There's no way they would have gotten rid of, well, let 
Harden walk away. There's no way they would have let Durant walk away. They, they, they did this to themselves. You know what I mean? They absolutely, I mean, you make a, a top five player list in the league, three of them are drafted by the Oklahoma City Thunder. So it's their fault, you know? Like, it's not like, it's not like they failed in free agency like our teams. They have what they needed. They had more than a foundation, so, you but know. You, but you know something, though? I think when they got rid of Harden, that was the beginning of the end, though. Definitely. Because, like, that was your, like, you were in the finals, that was your window. Like, you, you got to go at least try one more year. He won six man of the year. I mean, nobody knew. I don't think people knew that he was going to be like this great MVP, you know, 29 points, 11 assists, eight rebounds type of guy. But still, I mean, you, you keep your talent together. You never let your talent walk. No. You know what I mean? For 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 what eventually became nothing. I mean, they got the draft pick that got him Steven Adams. But still, uh, that was just a bad decision on their part. You know what I mean? So I don't feel bad for them. Russ, I don't, I don't know why he signed an extension with them either. I think you need to keep putting pressure on OKC to get better, um, and and you don't owe them that loyalty, you know. But you know something, though? I think that was an emotional decision, though. Though I think, Facts. I think Durant forced Westbrook's hand. Like I think, uh, because even if Russell didn't sign, I they I bet they would have traded Russell. Yeah, I think so too. Oh, they would have to do you know, something. I I think you got to think about it. Russell's on this fucking pace. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They were gonna fucking trade him. He had a no trades clause. Like he's not in a position Melo's in. Mm-hmm. So I, I really think they would have like dumped his ass somewhere. And I, I think he just signed with them because the rant left. He's feeling some type of way. He wanted to prove like I ain't no bitch like this nigga. Fuck it, give me this money. Even though it he's still underpaid mm-hmm. grossly. Mm-hmm. I just think it was emotional, man. I, you know what I mean? I, I don't even think he thought about the shit. I think the, it's the fact that he's able to carry the, the fact that this team is is seventh place in the West, and there's literally only one good player, and they have no shooters. I think it's amazing, but you're right. I feel like I feel like there needs to be a Carmelo Anthony Award for player that really deserves help but isn't getting shit. Like <laughs> like whatever <laughs> like whatever like whatever you would call it, call it the Melo Award, and and just have a, a player with his like. Uh, like the the ward is like a player with like the towel over his head on the bench. Like, god damn it, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> because that, I mean, that's the mellow thing. That's Mello's whole career, and I feel like that's where um, uh, Russell Westbrook is heading. I also feel like that's where, even though he's doing good this year, that's where the beard is heading, and all these other great players, great singular players mm-hmm. that are on teams with a bunch of like, you know, who are these niggas? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And um, I definitely, I would have kept, I would have, you know, waited till this summer and then made my decision because you don't owe these, uh, these organizations anything. You don't, you know what I mean? And I think that's the, the message that I think uh, a lot of these players need to know. You don't owe them anything. And whether you get your 25 million there or you get 23 million here, 22 million there, nigga, do you want to win? But at the end of the day, Kevin Durant is going to be probably hosting that championship trophy in June. And that's what you play for, so. Mm-hmm. That's what you know what I mean? Um, I mean, speaking oh. of organizational loyalty, let's oh, talk Lord. about. Uh, oh, you want to? Why you had something else? No, nah, man. I, I was. This, this, let's talk about this. This is more, way more important, man. Mm-hmm. Weekly Knicks talk. 
weekly. Oh yeah, that's what I'm saying. Speaking of organizational loyalty, freaking Jim Dolan. I mean, Odell, we struggle from uh, a case of the gyms. Yours is Dolan, mine is bus. <laughs> These niggas, I don't know what the hell they're doing. I don't know what the what was that? Duh. It's it's like every every person who's uh, a Knicks fan. I was about to say every person who's not a bandwagon Knicks fan, which is why would we have any bandwagon fans, you know? Yes, yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so 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 every Knicks fan knows Charles Oakley and every Knicks fan loves Charles Oakley. And it's Oak like, every everybody loves him, you know what I mean? It's like everybody loves all the the old Knicks who put in that work and, you know, basically like was out there. They was killers, man, you know what I mean? And yes. Everybody was watching the game the other day, and we all just saw, like, yo, what the fuck is going on in the stands? And then you see old-ass Charles Oakley just getting escorted out, the se- out his seat. You're like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> like, why? Like, why? Yo, why is this happening? Then they, then they cut to uh, Phil Jackson. Phil Jackson looking like, what the fuck is going on? It's <laughs> who's, like, who's that posse over there? And, <laughs> And the worst, the one of the worst parts of it is, is you got um, what's his name, Porzingis or whatever, about to shoot free throws, and he's looking, he's distracted, because he don't know what the fuck is going on, you know. He's it, and it hurts because you know Porzingis, he's still young, and this is what his organization is about, about a bunch of bullshit. And I think it was Rome that mentioned it last week was like, you know, he's gone through so many coaches. And, and, and so much bullshit with the Knicks, you know, is going to hurt him, you know, and his development and stuff. You know, you got nappy-headed Kawhi Leonard, who's had, you know, a great, great development over there. But... He really is. It's like, it's like, it's like <laughs> one, uh, Kawhi Leonard is coming from like a good family with like a good yeah. mom. <laughs> Poor Brazilian is like in the projects. <laughs> like, with no like, lights on or nothing like that, yeah. man. Nigga just playing, man. It's like, damn, so well, good. I'm sorry, yeah. Odell. Why so, I got AAU, goddamn. Mm-hmm. His... AP got the damn hoop with no fucking stuff. <laughs> no bad, no bad no boy. It's just the rim, is... just the rim on the pole, and that's you know, and that's what KP has right now because the Knicks organization is bullshit. Um, you know, I don't even, I don't even know why they escorted him out the building. What happened? <laughs> it right watching Oakley fight in the garden is like going to the North Pole and seeing Santa Claus fight somebody. <laughs> it's like, yeah, Santa Claus looks crazy because he's pushing all these little L's around, but he's Santa Claus. If he's mad, That's then true. possibly I'm going to be just as mad as he's mad. You know what I'm saying? They were rooting on. If you watch the clip, right across from him, there's a, a pudgy gentleman with a red button-up shirt, he stands up as soon as Oakley pushes one of the guards. That's Jim Dolan standing up. So literally, it looks like he was a row, like a row or two in front of Oakley. And I guess whatever Oakley was saying to Jim, Jim ain't like it. And mm-hmm. Jim's like, "Listen, this is my arena, bro. Like it's a billion-dollar arena. It's my arena." 
And I, you know, he did the, the the motion sign to security, and security tried to calm him down. And you know, you know, when you're mad, the worst thing somebody could tell you is calm down, sir. Because the first thing you say is, I will not calm down. <laughs> like, like that's the, immediately the next thing you're gonna say. And then the funniest thing to me was the the camera phone reaction because when he pushed him, you see the crowd go, Oh, one more push. Oh, then he puts his finger in somebody's eye. They go, oh! <laughs> like, like, it's more fight than the Knicks have shown in a decade. You know what I'm saying? Listen, Jim Buss doesn't bring any of those players back. He mm-hmm. doesn't. I mean, the, I mean, the only one he shows love to is Allen Houston mm-hmm. because they go golfing together. I said this before and, we used talking about he, it. I think he's like the GM for the D-League team also. Facts, yeah, yeah. I remember they gave him a job. Wally Zerbiak does the MSG. He does, yeah. Like telecast. He was a Nick for three months. <laughs> like, Yo, like, why so, so let me ask. Let me ask you. So, what did Oakley do to Dolan? I think he was just barking at him. I think he was on some like, "Yo, this is your fault, goddamn it." Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And 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 Jim Dolan ain't like it. Because I know Dolan tried to say, "Uh, the nigga, you know, he got like a drink and a drug problem or some shit." Yeah, but that I hope he gets help. Yeah, but that yeah. move. I mean, listen, I don't agree with a lot of people, but their their reaction to what the Knicks said and what Phil said was perfect. It's like, why would you go to the Knicks when they're so poorly run? Yeah, the, the league at this time is more player friendly than ever before. Mm-hmm. I mean, they cower to players. The players run the league. We see it in LeBron. We see it in what KD did leaving OKC. We see it all over the league. It's it's a player-run league. And these guys are treating the players like shit. Why would you yeah. want to go to that team? And, and that's a would fact, you? yo, because you know, to piggyback off what you were saying, you know, look at the league only like a few years ago when they was trying to get Chris Paul to the Lakers to play with Kobe, and they said, nah, fuck that. You know, yeah. now niggas going wherever the hell they want. You know what I mean? And, but but and, you know, you know something though. I think I may cut you off with yeah, that. I think could. uh, I think Adam Silver has to. You know, I saw this from uh, oh, what's the what's the nigga Colin uh coward. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adam right. Silver might have to get involved, dog. Because I'll, think about it, it's Madison Square Garden, mm-hmm. and you know Phil is fucking up daily. Dolan is you know finally getting back to fucking up in broad daylight. Like who's gonna come to New York? But that's the thing. Even with as bad as the Lakers and the Knicks, I keep interjecting, they're still the most profitable franchises in the league. So the league is still making money off of those teams, even though they've been horrendous for the last four or five years. Not, well, you're, you're, you're making money, but you're not making as much as you could have been making. Yeah, well, you know, they want diverse. They want to. I feel like the league wants to see small market teams like Cleveland and Golden State and OKC and San Antonio, Memphis. Memphis they want to see those teams because as their you know profile gets bigger, those teams make money. You know what I'm saying? So that I, that's why I feel like they're comfortable. Otherwise, otherwise we would all be getting number one picks. Uh-huh. Lakers would have had number one pick. Lakers would have had Carl Anthony Towns. Uh-huh. They would have gave him the the Patrick Ewan pick from the first lottery. <laughs> you know what I mean? But he fixed that shit for them to get Patrick. We would have gotten well, we did get number two, but you know, yeah. Oh, she's just I, a struggle. Let me ask you this, man. This is totally off talk. So we we know the Knicks ain't shit. So you know, I we gonna put that on hold. 
Magic Johnson running the Lakers. I love this. I love it. I love it. Why? <laughs> Why? First of all, let me just do one quick comparison. Everybody from the Boston Celtics is dying. Magic Johnson has AIDS since 1992, and that nigga's still alive and kicking. Like, he could, <laughs> like, that nigga could play 10 minutes a night right now. Okay? So come to L.A. But at first, it was like when he first when he first had dinner or lunch with Genie Bus, it was also like, yeah, I'm just here to, you know, kind of advise. And then like three days later, nigga, I'm trying to call all these shots. So I think what I think it happened is Jim Bus got fired. He he's out. Like I feel like he's out and Magic is going to be the guy right now. But I think they did it in a way where not to embarrass Jim mm-hmm. Bus. You know? Okay. So what what's the next move? That's what I'm saying. Oh, the next move, um, I mean, we're probably not gonna make the playoffs. Twenty seven games left. Uh, we gotta keep that top three protected pick. Um, so you tank, you tank it away. Well, it's not necessarily tanking because we're right now we're the, we got the third best, third worst record in the league. You know what I'm saying? So it's not, and it's a top three protected pick. So, you know, any one of the top three positions in the draft, I think we could be happy with. And then we go into the, you know, off season. There's no major free agents that we can sign. So I think we just, it's just the growth thing. You just gotta keep growing. Yeah. So so do do you try to get from under the Dane contract or you know what I mean the Mars Golf? Them niggas ain't nobody taking them niggas. I I I know somebody I'll take Luau Dane right now. Who? Thibodeau. I guarantee you. Yeah, that nigga's stupid as his name is. <laughs> I'm dead ass serious. Dead ass serious. I guarantee. And you know why I think you'll take him because Tibbs is running to, to that Doc Rivers shit where he's trying to do both. You can't do both. Nobody can do fucking both. You know what I mean? The best coaches are the ones that coach and let the uh, GM upstairs make the fucking team. You look look at Doc Rivers. Look what Doc Rivers is doing. Awful look, GM. G, look, look what Tibbs is doing. Mm, Jerry's still out. I guarantee you, Tibbs, this team, this team should be at least an eight seed. I feel like since uh, Zach Levine is out, I feel like they're, they're going to be looking to tank. I'm telling I think they're just going to be like, all right, fuck it. We ain't going nowhere. But I you think, I I mean? think Tibbs, I think Tibbs, to me, Tibbs is trying to push these stars so he can get rid of these motherfuckers for a butler. He wants one of his old bulls that he coached just for vets. You know what I mean? I don't even, I think he just wants somebody to lean on. He doesn't have anybody to lean on. Dog, if like, they want to, if they want to take Den's contract, they can have that nigga. We I'm telling you, fly him out there. They got if, it, not like they don't got cap or nothing like that to do it. <clears throat> I think they do. I think right. we will have to take um, Rubio. I mean, shit. I, I don't. I, I could see him doing it. That's just me. Listen, take some time and put Lou Dang's highlights in. And see if any of those highlights are in the Lakers jersey on YouTube. <laughs> they're not. Because the <laughs> short answer, there hasn't been any highlights. Like he's just he's just been awful this year. You know what I'm saying? And I think it's because he got he got that big contract and he just said, I mean, Mozgov isn't even in the rotation no more. He hasn't even played the last couple of days. It's it's our new younger. Euro trash guy and a Tarek Black, which is like the most appropriate name for a six nine black man. 
<laughs> Tyrek Black. Uh, Mozgov is out. Dang is the backup now to bring in Ingram. I think we're going to get younger this summer. We want to get a younger small forward. These guys won't even be in the rotation. So if we could trade them, that would be beautiful. If not, then we'll just hold on to that bread. Because by the time it comes off the books, Anthony Davis and all these other assholes will be free agents and we can go after them. Mm-hmm. I got you. I feel you. So, so speaking of assholes, man, so what y'all think about this Cam and Jim Jones shit, man? I I looked at uh, Cam's shit for like, well, I fell asleep last night. And I woke up, and that shit said <laughs> an hour long. I said, I'm not looking at all this. So mm-hmm. I saw the first two minutes of it. So what do y'all what do y'all think? Um, I did not watch it at all. <laughs> oh, Larry, <laughs> did, you, did you watch the um the Jim Jones on on Flex? Yeah, I watched I watched some of it, but I was I was a little pissed at it, so I I, I stopped caring about it. What is your issue with Jim Jones, Kwame? It, it, it's about Max it's, B. It's a hundred percent Max B. Yeah, <laughs> it's a hundred percent Max B. That's my issue with uh, with Jim, man. Because because like, product of my environment was one of my top favorite albums. When we remember when we played football, right? I used to listen to that album every time we had a road trip, you know. Okay. And that was one of my favorite albums, man. And then that's basically what separated Cam from Dipset. You know, when you thought of Cam, you always thought of uh, not Cam, Jim. When you thought of Jim, you always thought of Cameron. That album really separated him and made him into his own artist, really. You know, even, mm-hmm. even though he had more albums before that, you know, the uh, Get Crunk, whatever that album was on. Uh, <laughs> but I felt like this album was, like, so dope. But the fact that he shits on Max B right now, you know, it's, it's stupid to me, yo. It's, I, I don't know. That shit just, I just say, fuck Jim Jones. <laughs> Facts. I, my my thing is, um, he made it sound like something personal happened, so I try to give him some credit. Mm-hmm. I mean, the nigga did say Chrissy touched it in Miami. I'd be kind of upset at that too, but you know, hey, listen, I don't. To to me, I watch. I kind of watch. I watched the Jim Jones one. I watched a little bit of the Cam one, but you, the difference between the two was one was an interview, and the other one was just this nigga just talking. For like for like two three hours about some shit, like nigga get focused. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> the nigga's just talking by himself, and it's like stories about Harlem. Nobody cares about Harlem, nigga. Like it's like three blocks Harlem. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> like nigga, come on. But um, the one thing I took away from the cam thing is, um, I think the Fifty Cent thing kind of killed it with Jim. But Cam brought up that uh, when he, when Jim was first with the girl Chrissy, um, he was buying her like lots of things, and Cameron got wind of it, and he made these T-shirts up called Tricky Ricky, and had everybody wearing in the studio. So when he walked into the studio, everybody was like, "Ah, you little bitch, Tricky Ricky, you tricking little bitches," and da, da, da. and I think they said that Jim cried over it. So that was oh, I was like, oh, that sucks," but um. I don't know, man. It's sad. It's 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 really sad to see that breakup. Someone I read this. I read this on Twitter. It's, they said it's kind of like the Kanye and Jay thing, where Kanye thought it's like brothers, and Jay is like, "Nigga, I'm here for the business mm-hmm. first and foremost." I think Jim thought it was like brothers, and Cam, the way he was talking last night, was like, "It's it was here for the business," you know. So I don't so, know. Let me ask you this. So. 
I always thought this Cam and Jim Jones shit stemmed from the 50 Cent shit. Is that true? I, I think that was one of the ones, I just think Cameron didn't mention it, but yeah, I definitely think that was one of the um, nails in the coffin. Because around the time he was beefing with 50, wasn't that when Balling came out? Um, Yeah, it was after Balling. Because I remember 50 said it in the song. We like Jim, uh, we like Jim better anyway. Balling. <laughs> yeah, 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 you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. So... I'm assuming Cam's pitch Jimmy didn't ride with him. He was so that's where shit came from. So instead of riding with him, I mean, I also like think it was. Him. I also think it was. I also think it was some, um, not a little jealousy, but almost like yo, this ain't my little man's no more. I can't just you know shit on him or whatever, because Jim started being like a, a face. You know what I mean? Like everybody has a every crew has a face. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the Jay Z, a Lil Wayne, a Tupac when he was on Death Row, and when Jim started becoming a bigger face than Cam, I think that affected Cam. And I, I feel like Cam started to move a certain way about it. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, but what do you want to do? I mean, that's life. You know what I'm saying? He tried to play it off like uh, they weren't close, but, I mean, I don't believe that either. You know, he tried to... I don't, you know, that, I don't to... believe that either. Yeah. yeah I don't, I don't. Just, just from looking at outside, looking in, man, I, just, I think that shit's over, man. It's de- I think it's definitely over, and I think a lot of a lot of the Dipset guys, they kind of co-signed with the gym thing that Cam was robbing them. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I can like, agree with that. I, I can believe that because I feel I feel like Dipset at its peak. You know, there's no reason nobody shouldn't got paid for all that shit. Mm-hmm. Like, like you know what I mean? Like Dipset tours, like they were really. You got to think. Jewels had what two albums under him. Mm-hmm. Jimmy had his music. Uh, how many? I forgot the compilation albums. Who, yeah. who else did something on the Dipset? Diplomatic Immunity. You got Hellrell, yeah. J.R. Yeah. Ryder, Duke the God. Yeah. yeah, like that nigga. That nigga Cam ate. Uh-huh. Like, but that's Cam the thing. Really have to. Cam didn't really have to make any more music, yo. Just Cam, off Dipset alone. Cam was the one that was eating off of the whole thing. I can believe Not that. Jimmy, even though they was like, oh, Jim's the, the president and I'm the CEO, whatever. You know what I'm saying? So, and I think that's why Jimmy had to make moves. And then the other thing Cam said, which is weird because he said it. I was like, why would you tell people that? He actually, that whole Bird Gang thing that Jim started, yeah. uh, Cameron actually copyrighted it. So he owned the name. Oh, that's fucked up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, why up. would you tell people that? You know what I'm saying? But I mean, at the end of the day, my my issue, well, my feeling was that um, Jim Jones wasn't coming from a place of I'm mad at Cam, but Cameron took it as I'm mad at Cam. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And and the one thing that always stuck out to me when I was reading, listening to Cam talk is horse and carriage. Because when it come to Jimmy, my name's me too. Because when he got cash, I was like me too. We got that. When he got ass, I was like me too. And when he got the jump, I was like, me too. When he almost got shot, I said, me too. He's talking about Jimmy. Uh-huh. That's his man. Like, you can't you can't try to deny that Jimmy was, like, a big person in his life for so many years. You know what I'm saying? Right, and he's, he's clowning him for crying. I ain't like that at all because that nigga was crying over what he did for you. So that was a little soft. But, you know. They'll get back together, man. I think down the line. I don't think so, man. I mean. Uh, yeah. I, I down think... the line, man. Down the line. It's going to be. Somebody's gonna put a bag in front of their face five to ten years from now, and oh. then they just gonna suck that shit up. I don't know who we gotta get this to, but yo, I'm a film director. Let me direct this biopic. <laughs> there man, you go. You know, BET, what's up? 
I love the Dip new edition story. Let's go. <laughs> Dipset story. Mm-hmm. Life in skulls. But I don't I don't see that. I mean, maybe it depends on how well he does. I think on uh, Jim does on, on Rock Nation. Mm. Like if he really does well, I, I could see that happen. Speaking of re um being reunited, uh Nicki Minaj got back with uh, her young money homies. You know what I'm saying? Uh Lil Wayne and Drake. Drake had the front. Uh, and Lil Wayne had the back. They're taking pictures together. You know what I'm saying? Uh, she released a picture with Gucci Man the other day. I don't know if y'all saw that, but the, you know they was linked up. And then she had another picture with the Barbie chain on. Mm-hmm. Like, how fire is this? Shit? Whatever's about to come. How how much are you guys looking forward to that? Huh? Odell? I mean, I, I, truth, yo, let me go, man. Um, uh-huh. I'm not shocked by this, yo, because. To me, I think Nikki had a cold two years. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because ap- after she dropped that pink print, you know what I mean? Like, then she got with Meek. Then it mm-hmm. all slowed down when she got with Meek. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because, you know, like, she, like, I guess, because you got to think about Meek had the little house over that shit. You didn't hear, like, hardly any music from Nikki last year. Mm-hmm. So you kind of forget about it. You know what I mean? So I think she's getting back to the roots, man. Like she already has like her pop fans, but it's like she's trying to get. I think Nikki's trying to get a blueprint. I feel like her and Drake are trying to get a blueprint. Like a you blueprint I mean? moment. Like a blueprint moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like like Wayne. Wayne may not have a blueprint, but he has an album that said, "This is my signature statement right here." Mm-hmm. Nikki does not have that signature statement to me. Neither does Drake. Drake. Drake was teetering on the line. He's trying to get it. He he isn't he hasn't put it all together yet, but I really think she's trying to get back with Dwayne because it makes musically sense. She could not make good music with Meek Mill as her man. Seriously, you know what I mean. You, I mean, you had to cut off Drake, you had to cut off Wayne. You know what I mean? <laughs> like seriously, like seriously, like when have you ever cut off Drake or Wayne? Mm. Like you know what I mean? I think it's a business decision, man. Like I, I don't think it's nothing personal. Now what I'm look what I'm interested in is how many shots she gonna throw at Meek. You know what I mean? Like, how much shade you gonna throw at me on this album, though? That's what I'm waiting for. I just, I feel like it's gonna be like a bunch of singy, songy, sad shit. Here's my thing, though. Lightning doesn't strike twice. So all this shit with getting getting together with them two, with them two niggas and Gucci Man and a Barbie chain, and it's like you're setting yourself up for failure. That what made that what made all those things so big when it first happened is the freshness of it. It's not fresh anymore. Niggas have seen that. They're gonna do a song and it's like okay, it's gonna sound like the other eight songs they all have together. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. it's just gonna be a bunch of random verses strewn together. So I, I don't I don't I know her her core fans are probably excited because you know they've been depressed because she's been with freaking Meek Bill. For the last year, year and a half, you know what I'm saying. But the only way I could see her really having a, like a lyrical comeback is if she get with Safari corny ass, and he starts like break dancing and writing the lyrics again, and then that shit pop off. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't, I just, I don't see the importance or the the magnitude being the same. You know, mm-hmm. once you get that time in the sun and you're out of it, is is done. It's over. So <clears throat> we'll see. We'll see. She's supposed to have an album coming out. Drake is supposed to be done. I think he said it was like a week left. Uh, or he'll be done with that More Life album in about a week. 
And you know, Lil Wayne, all he does is rap. So what we all think about Meek that Meek concert, man. Everybody talk about it. From from the looks on Twitter, they saying it was the best shit ever. <laughs> yeah, the nigga had like eighty five people there. Like, and B came out there, threw his shirt on the crowd with a bad knee and everything. Thing, yo, hell yeah. You got Nipsey Hustle, yeah, YG, uh, DMX, DMX, DMX showed up. Yeah, Jada, Ti, Jada, like oh, he had the Young Hustlers. He had Don Q in the building. Mm-hmm. Casanova. Where does Meek go for here? Where does Meek go for here though? I think they shot it as a movie. I think they're gonna release it as a movie. He gotta, and then um, DC four point five gotta come out. So, me, I th- I, oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, me just gotta keep sticking to what he knows, man, because he's really good at he's really good at it. You know, um, yeah. He he needs to keep sticking to that. I don't think he needs to do something outside the box or anything. You know, I I think he stick stay in his lane. I don't, you know, I really don't want like a, 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 like, like we were just saying they needed, you know, they shot the concert as a movie, you know, I think that'd be dope to release. And like you said, the 4.5 and maybe, uh, does he really need an album? I don't think he needs an album this year. I think he need, you know, he can do the 4.5 joint and then tour off of, you know, that in the, in, in the uh, DC4. No, he, he need a hit though. He needs a radio joint. That's what he needs. I mean... <laughs> The, I think the fact that he was able to sell out mm-hmm. that arena to me is a, a victory within itself. But I see what you're saying. He needs like now will be like the perfect time for uh you know I'm a boss or one of those other yeah. things to come out. Like you know like a I mean? hot not like a hotline bling, but like yeah. a, something on the charts, yo. Because I mean DC four was good because it was kind of like yo this nigga still got it. It's good. I'm glad he back. But he needs something to keep. I I keep I could keep hearing. On the radio, mm. you know what I mean. That's what I think Meek need. And he and he need to ride that wave, you know, get his buzz back strong again, keep the buzz, and then drop an album. So it may not be this year, at least the top of next year. Yeah, yeah, or the or the end of this year, going into next year. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah I think yeah, he's yeah. going to get a remarkably small, like less, way less beefs now that he's not with Nicki Minaj, like. I, I predict a beefless, Twitter fingerless year for Meek Mill. The only niggas yeah, that he's going to... Nigga beefing with Meek o- right now. Oceano, o- Oskino. Yeah. yeah, but that's that's like city shit. I'm talking about like real, <laughs> actual beef. Like, nigga, when I, when I got my car, niggas was tweeting me like there was beef with me. That's just, that's just some... Like, these <laughs> niggas is frustrated and they're in the hood and they're not invited to that nigga's concert so they was mad at him. Yeah. I'm talking about like Drake... You know, game, beanie, all these things that's coming out of the woodworks to talk about this nigga. Like, uh-huh. I feel like Nicki Minaj was a lightning rod for that because they were all kind of jealous and and didn't want, you know, didn't want to see them together or all that other shit. But now that you done, first of all, I hope he's just smashing everything left and right. I hope he has another kid. Like, just keep busting in these hoes, nigga. Like, now's a wonderful <laughs> time <laughs> to be alive and enjoy yourself. But don't get caught up in all that bullshit, man. No more beef. Just make some music and enjoy your life, you know? I agree. I, I think, I think, man, Meek, I would love to see Meek get an upgrade, though. Well, not necessarily upgrade, a vertical move. Like, mm-hmm. you left Nikki, and like, yo, this is my thing. I, well, then again, he'll be in the same situation. I think yeah. 
Well, what was I telling you earlier? You know, scratch what I said. Meeks needs to have like uh, a takeover, not full blown takeover, where he could just pressure watch all these shits into one rap verse. But you know see, my, th- my thing is he can't diss them. Not diss, but did 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 you gotta think about it? Did whole that's why I say not takeover. What's a rap song where it was jabs when it wasn't like a full blown take like takeover? Like all that shit afterwards, like people talk all those. All those songs afterwards when he kind of like discussed the beef. Is that what you mean? Like, yeah, like, like, like you know what I mean? Uh, moment, of clarity. moment of clarity. Yeah, that's yeah. a good one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not not necessary takeover because takeover gonna start a bigger shit storm. Mm-hmm. But yeah. just something like, okay, this is this, this, that, and the third. I'm um, done with this shit. They don't he, talk about it no more. He did something like that on his flex freestyle. Facts, that, but, yeah. but but who if you if you think about it, like mm-hmm. As core fans, I'm, it's not that I'm not a Meek fan, but if I saw a Flex freestyle, I'm not going to listen to it. But <laughs> if I'm listening to DC4 or DC4.5, mm-hmm. and it tracks in here, which one do you think I'm going to listen to more? He he needs, you know what it is? Right. Like, what more can I say? Yeah, what yeah. More can I exactly. Mean? Yeah. Exactly. I get shot up a whole bunch of times and make up shit in a whole bunch of lines. Like he needs one of those type of like joints where he's just like fuck it. Damn, all that shit was yeah. on the same album, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, well, that's why Black Album is a goddamn classic. Goddamn classic, man. Yeah. Shout out to Jay, man. Mm-hmm. I don't even think we should talk about Walker dissing Gucci, man. Fuck Walker, Flocker, man. Why, man? Isn't that sad? <laughs> fuck Walker, yo. Everybody man, get back together with Gucci, man, Gucci getting forgiveness. Oh, uh, why should we even mention Walker, yo? What has Walker done to get mentioned? He's saving the world right now, man. Yeah, you how, how? How? He out there trying to get niggas clean water. There you go. Bow, 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 bow. So, so is, ain't, ain't Brad Pitt doing that shit? Like, ain't, ain't, ain't like one of them <laughs> building a uh, well, a well up in some damn Anguilla, yeah. and, you know, Anguilla or some shit like that? Like, mm-hmm. I hope Brad Pitt get a black girlfriend and just piss off all the white women in the world. That would yeah, be awesome. That would be dope. That would be, that would be so fire. That would be ill. Like, so, I don't, don't want to yeah, talk about Walker. Yo, oh, uh, hold on, hold on. Let's talk about friends. Brad Pitt real quick. That is, <laughs> what Brad, is she, What is he doing with that? Yo, he needs like just, a Black Lives Matter sister soldier. Woo! That's what he needs. That'll be fire, yo. That'll be fire as fuck. Imagine he just woke as fuck now. Yo, he's just tweeting is, about shit. We need that. I would be so fucking fire. Hey, nothing will make you realize the plight of a black man or black people more than some black pussy. Like, <laughs> like, like I see your point. Look yeah, Callan Kaepernick. Callan Kaepernick risked his whole football career, career yo. Oh, Facts. my God. And Shorty ain't even Shorty that he with ain't even that dark skin. Like she like yellow. <laughs> like get this nigga Brad a, a really like like black. Like uh what was what's the girl? Lupita. Like get Lupita. Uh, <laughs> no, bro. Like dark. Like, like dark, yo. dark, yo. Like he just <laughs> bald head, yo. All that shit, man. Like flower, flower dresses, uh dashiki shit. Yes. Colors. You know what I mean? No heels, just flats. Yes, it just it just confused the entire mass of society of, of white people worldwide. Shout out to you, Brad Pitt. We gonna hook you up, man. Um, speaking of pissing off uh, white people, um, 
there is a movie that came out a couple years back called Dear White People. And it was written by a young African-American uh, mulatto, actually, excuse me. Uh, and it was about her experience on campus and college, dealing with white people, having a white boyfriend, being quote unquote woke and all these other things. Mm-hmm. Um, it actually got picked up by Netflix as a series, which of course means sudden white genocide in the end of the right ways as a whole. Odell, you have several, you have more white friends than uh, pretty much anybody I know. Explain, <laughs> explain, explain to me how this one television series means the end of Europeans worldwide. Yo, to be real, when I first seen, the, when I seen the first trailer to the, to the movie, right, uh, a few years ago when that was coming out, I, I you know, I, I watched like movie reviews and stuff. And I seen somebody talking about, uh, you know, I hope this isn't like a, a, a plot against white people. And I, I commented on them. I was like, yo, I think this is more about black people than it is about white people. And I think it's like, uh-huh. I think it's mainly like a joke or something like that. Mm. Because in the trailer, you know, it's called Dear White People. But in the trailer, they was talking about like, we don't, you know, uh, they was talking, they was at the movie theater talking about, we don't, you know, why we got to have uh, Medea and all this and that. And he was like, yeah. and then the guy was like, um, well, most people are here to see some movie. I forgot. And they was like, who's in it? And he said, two chains. And they was like, ah, I was like, that's that. funny as shit to me. I don't know. <laughs> but I never watched the movie. Cause I was like, ah, I don't really care for it. But yeah. now that I see all this backlash from the TV show, you know, and I'm like, hold on, let me watch this movie first real quick. Because I, you know, and I watched the movie the other day. And it has absolutely a hundred percent, zero percent to do with white people. Really, like, yeah, literally. <laughs> like literally, like literally, like literally, has nothing, nothing to do. Has nothing to do with a plot to like destroy all white people. Or anything. The movie is really a hundred percent about black people and how they, how they view themselves and how they think other people view them, and mm-hmm. that's basically what it's about. And that's what I and I love the conversations between everybody in the in the movie, like mm. from the students, you know, interacting with the white students, the students interacting with the black students, and then the students interacting about how they think other students view them and stuff like that, and how could they get these students to like them better and all this and that. It it was it was dope. Everything was dope about the movie. You know, it wasn't the best acted movie I ever saw, but it was great. Not um, at all. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, everything about it was just was dope to me, man. And, um, the reaction. Talk to me about the reaction. The that reaction. You saw okay, up. now back to the reaction. I'm sorry, I had to just break that down. No, it's all good. It's all yeah. good. All right, give back him the back to the reaction. All right. Yeah, like <laughs> Kurt said, I, I have you know, I went to a high school that was predominantly white. You know, and <laughs> like a lot of everybody was cool, but you know, we talked about earlier how you know they could be cool to you, but that doesn't mean they're cool to. <laughs> so uh so i've realized that these past few years so you know it's whatever but the reaction for this movie is completely stupid yo it's it's like people react to things you know they're 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 afraid you know they're afraid that you know they're not going to be in power no more as you say and you know Mm. and it's and it's mad (laughs) stupid yo (laughs) but you know something though i'll be honest see i i went to i ain't gonna cut you off I went to a school where elementary school, I saw maybe two white kids. Mm-hmm. Mm. 
I got a story, quick story. I was, you know, I was walking to the office from, I don't think I was in third grade, walking to the office. It was a white kid and his parents, right? They brought that kid into school. Some kid threw a rock at another kid, right? Don't know where the hell he got the rock from. Don't know why he's throwing a rock at another kid inside. Those white folks gladly took their white skin and walked the fuck out that damn school fast <laughs> as hell. And I said, wow, there goes a real life white kid. Wow. <laughs> real life white kid. Thanks. And, and when I got in elementary, my middle school, I think we saw maybe it increased from one to about 30. To hey. Like, okay. Like, hey, these, these, these pretty neat, man, but, you know, they ain't all that. When mm. I get in high school, it's kind of like 60-40. So with that being said, for my experience with white people, man, white people want to be all up in the video, dog. White mm-hmm. people do not want to be left out. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's true. be left out. That is like, true. Like, <laughs> if, if, if it's Black Lives Matter... Mm. What was shit? Fuck that! I got to get in on this, buddy. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> buddy, that that ass serious. But you Go know ahead. what? It's funny you say that. The the funniest line that you see on these things is, "Can you imagine if uh, it said, dear black people, what the outrage exactly. would be?" Mm-hmm. But um, that video got disliked by a million people. So there you go. You got your outrage. Congratulations. But the fucked up thing about this is that question was in the movie if you would watch the fucking movie you would know that exact question you know the guy okay the girl has a radio station and it's called Mm. dear white people right she Mm. somebody calls her it's a white guy he says hey uh long time listener first time caller i just want to know uh you know don't you think it's messed up you know you have a show called dear white people what if we have a show called dear black people you know you got one it's called (laughs) cop Yeah, cop. Uh, what other <laughs> fucking show they stereotype black people in? Uh, Tommy like, Lauren. Goddamn. <laughs> shit. Yeah, like you know, Fox like, News. Like you have it already. You know, <laughs> watch that shit. <laughs> that's the that's the thing about this this particular story. Uh, my bad, Odell. But no, that, no, that's no. the thing about this particular story. It's like they don't want to know why. They just want to be mad. And and yeah. it's almost like as a as a culture. We're so dumbed down to the point where we literally look at a book and we judge it by its cover and uh-huh. we just get mad as fuck. Like, we don't even care what the joint is about. Uh-huh. I'm just mad because it says, Dear White People. It's just that simple. Uh-huh. And it takes 20 minutes to just, not even, it takes an hour to just watch the freaking movie. Hour, 30 minutes to watch the movie. Say, yeah, oh, okay. The movie's not even that long. It's not. It's not. And it's a simple plot. And people refuse to kind of understand tones and, you know, uh, all these other, like, you know, English type of, uh, um, whatever, I don't know the word I'm looking for, but they don't understand the underlying tones of certain, you know, phrases and what they mean. They just want to take it for the surface. They don't want to look in deeper into and any context. Yeah, context, exactly. They don't want to look at context. And all that movie really is, and all the TV show really is, is is oh, just living a bubble, dog. Yeah, that's what it is. And this TV show is just—it's just, just going to be us kind of turning that bubble around and saying, "This is what black people are thinking." Mm-hmm. That's all it is. That's you that's know? it. And it's like it's like okay, there's also okay. One of the characters in the movie, right, is a mm. black chick from Chicago. She got some type of fucked up ghetto ass name, right? I don't remember. But she, you know, she changes her name to Coco because she doesn't want to pit, you know, 
whatever the fuck the ghetto ass name, Condoleezza or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> she doesn't want to put that on a resume and shit, right? So she changes her name to Coco. And, um, she's from like the, you know, the guy asks her, oh, so what part of Chicago, what what street you from in Chicago? She tells him, he's like, oh, you from the South Side. You know, <laughs> like, so, so she's yeah. from literally the most fucked up hood in America. It's like, <laughs> It's getting popped every day. But, you know, she doesn't want to be viewed as, you know, a Chief Keith-ass nigga. You know what I mean? So she yeah. doesn't tell people this shit. And it's like, that's the type of shit, you know, black people go through. I don't want you to look at me as the hood nigga. I want you to look at me as just, you know, a decent human being. But, you know, because of where I'm from, you know. That <laughs> well, but you got to know something, though, man. I, I think white people live in a bubble. But you got to, because you got to look at it. Well, not all white people, but. Of if course, you look at it, course, yeah. some don't think it's a big deal about certain shit or mm. they downplay it mm-hmm. or they don't want you to get, okay, he got shot, but you know what? He shouldn't have grabbed the police officer's gun. Well, he wasn't going for the gun. Well, I'm pretty sure it's a good reason he shot that dude. Mm-hmm. I'm, I mean, like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I think some of them don't want to go, they don't want to have conflict between not not empathy but racial conflict because when they look Mm. at racial conflict they look at black people attacking white people dogs all that other shit white people shooting white people hey that's normal it's okay we're gonna act like that didn't exist but i I don't i think some of them are really afraid of a bunch of black people because i think some of them are already scared of black people anyway you're scared Mm. that you'll be standing there and t-dog's gonna drive past you in a low rider that's how they think t-dog's gonna ride past you in a low rider you know, off. like his, yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> and you're going to get shot. Yeah. So I think a lot of time they try to downplay that shit. Like, yo, why are you trying to make it a race thing? Why are you trying to make it like the 70s when, like, it really is like that, bro? Like, mm-hmm. open your fucking eyes. This It's systemic. And and certain things that black people deal with, what the average white person isn't going to understand. But instead of, to me, I, we could we disagree on it, but to me, it's about empathy. Not, I don't need you to feel sorry for me and say, oh, you poor black kid. I need you to understand what I'm going through and understand why we react to certain things and why we say things. And that's what this movie, actually, it's funny. That's what the TV show, the goal of the TV show is. It's for, one, it's for black people to have something to talk about. And for two, it's for people that aren't black people to look in and see what we really are talking. Shows like this, Atlanta, those are the shows to me mm-hmm. that are really kind of displaying what are on black people's minds in 2018, 2017. Blackish too. 2017, these are the things that black people are talking about. Not that fucking empire shit and not that stupid power shit. Like, this is the real shit that we're talking about. And as opposed to any other time where, you know, it was like family matters or, or good times mm-hmm. where a lot of that shit was just fake. This is the real. This is authentic. And it's a shame that white people are kind of going against it because this could be what, what's needed to bring people together. You know? Mm-hmm. But um, speaking of bringing people together and let's talk about something that's dividing everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Donald, uh, our Lord uh, and fearless leader, uh, who we have sworn allegiance to many times in this podcast, Mr. John, uh, Donald J. Trump. Let's talk about some, let's talk about some Trump shit. Um, Julius Rock. Let's talk about Betsy DeVos mm-hmm. trying oh, to get man. into school 
and not being able to because the protesters were like, nah, bitch, nah, 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 nah. Dog, uh, you know something, though, man? Educators are freaked out, dog. They're scared as hell, yeah. man, because um, this is the issue. So if you don't know, you know, um, Betsy DeVoe is real big on private and uh, charter school. You know what I mean? Private schools and charter schools, they don't follow public school curriculum. So a public school might be on what the state don't, I don't, I'm not going to get too specific about shit, but public school might be under something like called Common Core where everybody's on the same curriculum. It may be like maybe a couple states are not under it. You know what I mean? Mm. Charter and private school can teach a similar curriculum, but they can do it however the fuck they want to do it. So as opposed to a public school, they we got to do this, 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 and this in a month. Private school or charter school might be, well, we're going to do this till this, you know what I mean, the whole month. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's benefits because, you know, you might get you might get a smaller classroom and you might learn the same thing a little bit slower. Mm. And it's a downside because, we, let's say, you know, a uh, charter school can kick you the fuck out. Facts. You know what I mean? Charter school can just kick your ass right off. You, you know, you're acting up. As opposed to public school, we got to work with you. And and if you go to a charter school, you might leave there and go to public school and you're fucking behind. So, mm. and if you look at the majority of the people in education, they're working in public school. Yeah. Like, like you don't got, like, you know what I mean? It's not like money lying around where you're just going to upgrade, a, you know what I mean, a public school. So teachers are freaking out because they don't think they're going to lose their fucking job. Well, I mean, Anytime a Republican's in office, they're anti-union, right? They want to take away all these things, and they're anti-public service. So, I mean, we already we well, we didn't talk about this, but the, it, it looks like the Republicans want to end the Department of Education for good. That's not necessarily a bad thing. I was, you know what? I, I thought about that. Uh, see, Betsy DeVoe, she is just the she's just the motherfucker. Uh, that the figurehead, you feel me? Somebody like somebody just giving her, telling her what the fuck to do. You feel Definitely. me? I don't think in the department of education is a bad thing. It's just about if you end it, then what? Like but we go, we go do education money. You feel me? That's the that's the thing. And nothing, you know, either coming up down the canyon, yeah. like no yeah. idea. So they're gonna end the department of education. With no idea, and and then you just got kids that's just like there's no funding. Is it going to be on a government freeze? Are they going to just shut schools down? It's like there's no planning there. It's it, you know what it's like. It's like me with women. I promise a lot of things, and then when I get my get my nut off, I don't I don't wait. What I said? What we we going where? I'm supposed to buy what chocolates? Like it's like it's these Republicans promised a lot of. Just sweeping big changes, and now that they're in, it's like they're almost kind of lost. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, but uh, I, I don't even know what we're gonna do uh, in in the next coming years in 2017. I don't know what's gonna happen. I don't it's think it's gonna be rough. Truth, truth be told, I don't think nothing's gonna happen until 20. I, I think they're just gonna they're putting together a plan. I think the plan is going to hit until Trump by the chain office because I don't see Trump. Well, not for education. I don't see Trump doing shit to fuck up vote because he's losing votes right now. I mean, he got his supporters, 
they're gonna ride with him. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. he's losing votes right now. So you kind of kind of keep shit normal. Then you're gonna make something up. Then you're gonna slide it on up in there. Then if you happen to get back, then you're gonna really fuck shit up. So I really think if Trump is just on cruise control right now, he could do a little Muslim ban. You know what I mean? A little this, that, and the third. But if he gets to year four. He's going to crash it to the ground. Now, granted, we could be fucked by the end of the year. Not so I'm trying that. to tell you, like, bro, not, not saying that, not saying that. But I think he's not. He's not waiting, like, because he only has two years before the midterm vote. So he has to get shit done now. Everything has to happen now. Like you saw the the Muslim ban now. <laughs> like the wall started already started building. Like they already arrested people, arrested freaking illegal immigrants, and kicked them out the country. Like already, like he's only been in office for two, three weeks. There's no, to me, there's no patience. There's no waiting. I think he needs to, he knows he has to get what he wants to get done now while the Republicans are in charge. I think he knows that all the news is going to be negative. The entire media, mainstream media is going to be against everything that he does. So everything he wants to do, he has to get done now before he loses the house and he loses, um, you know, the, the Senate. And he's just forced to battle with these Democrats. I'm, it, it, is, it really is. It, it goes on the scale of hilarious to, to scary. Because th- these kids are going to get, you know, they're going to get caught in the cracks. They are. And then what happens when kids don't graduate? What happens when kids, you know, they don't have the proper funding or they don't have the right education? They can't go to college. They just end up sitting on the block doing nothing. And when you're sitting on the block doing nothing, you do stupid shit. And and as bad as it is now, it could get worse. And that's why something needs to happen. But it's like, what? What happens? You know? Who's gonna uh, stick up? I, I don't know, man. I, I I'm scared as hell, but fuck it. That's I don't know. And so many, so many public educators, you know, educators that work in public schools are black people. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like when I think about all the friends I have, and and this is why you know I, this is why I don't like when when um people say oh black people should vote Democrat. The majority of black friends that you're gonna have, they're gonna be people that work for the government, whether or 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 the state, whether they're nurses, educators, uh, cops, firefighters. So when the cutting gets spent, the only people that are gonna be eating are defense. So if you're in the army, if you're a cop, you're going to eat. If you're a public servant in any type of way, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's scary for you right now. It, it is. It's really freaking scary. You know? And it's also the fact that they're cutting things without replacing anything. There's nothing to replace what they're taking away. So it's like, what the what what the hell? You know? What is going on? And it just feels like, and, and the thing that pisses me off, and I just wanted to mention this before we wrap it up, um, Donnie McCurkin, who's a famous gospel singer, was on um, one of the, the Mary Mary Chicks radio show, and he said Christians shouldn't, should stop protesting and start praying. And if that isn't the most retarded shit I ever heard in my life, like, I I've, I've grew up in the church, I understand that you know, a Christian believes that prayer is the answer to all things. But Reverend Martin Luther King was marching all up and down everywhere in the United States. So what? Why would you? Why would you tell people 
if you're someone who has, you know, a well-known person in, in the community, why would you tell your Christian brothers and sisters to not protest? Why? What's the what's what's the thought process there? What are you hoping to get from it? These things that are happening right now are dangerous. Like we are really in perilous times because everything the thing that a thing about Trump is he barely won the popular vote. No, excuse me. I'm sorry. He didn't win the popular vote. He lost by three million and then he gets in office and he's changing everything. You know what I'm saying? Like he's changing the entire Washington, D.C. He's putting a racist in charge of the law. He's the attorney general, the top law person in the country, and he's a racist. All these things that are happening, somebody, we need to unite and go against him. We need to say, hey, this is a fucked up. You know what I'm saying? So I, I just it's just a frustrating thing, bro. It really is. Um, I don't know if y'all got anything else I want to add, but it, it's just frustrating where we're headed at as a country, you know? Nah, I, I, I'm good, man. Uh, hey, moving forward, man. Um, we got a lot of feedback from the Valentine's Day episode. Uh, there's two ladies in my inbox right now, mad as hell at me. So, if you feel like you want to come up here and get this work from me and Kurt and Odell, let us know. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> just, just let us know. Listen, man. Y'all want that smoke? You can come get it anytime, B. Don't worry about it. Listen, uh, everything we said in that Valentine's Day po- uh, podcast was absolutely factual, absolutely how men think, and um, you know, bring it, bring it, bring it. All you need to do is just get the equipment. We'll call you up. We we'll get you on air. We'll shout you down. You know what I'm saying? You feel me? That was a classic, though, and I know you guys enjoyed it, but um. I don't know, man. Anything else? Julius Rock? I'm good, Rad? man. I'm good. All right. I, I, uh, Odell gave me his proxy, so I'm going to just <laughs> sign off with him. Um, any shout-outs beforehand? Uh, old damn Dell. I'm sure you can find him everywhere. Um, you know, Julius Rock, you can't find him anywhere. And, of course, it's the D-O-C-T-O-R-O-C-K-U-L-A-R Barbershop Mentality Podcast, man. We killing it for... 2017, man. Look for us everywhere online. Shout out. Stay safe. Stay black. Stay beautiful. Yeah.